0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Big companies and small companies or big restaurants and small restaurants, Uh, things that have been around for years, things that have been around for months, all not all shutting down, but it's not good. Now, let's speak of good. There's some freebies tomorrow. Free food on election day. You don't even need an I voted sticker. Come on in. What do we get? Um, Hertz, when you rent, book a car for two or more days, Monday or Tuesday, you get a free day to perform your civic duty. So they're going to give you one free day. Okay. That's cute. Lyft, you get 50% off one ride up to $10. Tomorrow to any polling location or dropbox using the code 2020 vote. I want free food. Uber's doing the same exact thing: fifty percent off round trip uh, rides to the polls, up to seven dollars each way, or up to fourteen dollars for the two trips.
0: Uh, okay,
1: now now we get to the free food part. Big B Coffee. Well, I don't know, but they're gonna give a buy one get one free, or one dollar off any cup. Bobo's, um, what do you get? Oh, they gave you a coupon if you voted and sent in proof. Boston Market, 9 p.m. to close at all locations nationwide Tuesday. Get one free slider, no purchase necessary. The new sliders are going to be their chicken cheddar, turkey cheddar, chicken chipotle, barbecue meatloaf. It's part of a late night menu at Boston Market. I kind of like the idea of using, hey, you voted, come on in. Chili's. They got the President Day margarita for $5 and a free commemorative sticker. <laughs> Who wants a commemorative sticker from Friday at uh, Chilies? Hey, go put that on the car, honey. No, people will key the car. McDonald's is giving away its new pastier items with a purchase of a hotter iced coffee through the app. You can get a fritter, a muffin, a cinnamon roll, buy a cup of coffee, get get a a muffin. Krispy Kreme's got the free original glazed donut and an I-voted sticker. Grubhub's got deal. Uh, Planet Fitness has deals. I guess we may need to get into shape. We're going to get into fighting shape. Uh Uh-oh. What else? Tim Hortons has got get one free dark roast coffee from 6 p.m. to 7 a.m. Red Lobster, which I refer to as Dead Lobster. Get free delivery Tuesday on Grubhub orders over 25 buckaroos. Uh, That's about all I can hit without turning it into an egregious commercial for fast food, right? Too late, Rob. You've already done that. So the turkey industry is bracing for a smaller Thanksgiving. Um, It's kind of a guessing game, right? Millions of Americans are expected to have scaled down celebrations amidst the pandemic, heeding official warnings against travel and large indoor gatherings. That leaves anxious turkey farmers and grocers scrambling to predict what people are going to want. Kroger is the nation's largest grocery chain, said its research shows 43% of shoppers plan to celebrate Thanksgiving only with their immediate family. It has purchased more turkeys in response in a variety of sizes. It's also predicting an increase in demand from alternatives, ham, pork roast, and seafood. I myself am more a ham guy on Thanksgiving. Oh, man, I've, I've got the greatest Thanksgiving family blow-up story ever. I've got two of them. But a uh, fantastic time, right? Hey, 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 you're saying, what about Beyond Meat? What about the plant-based protein alternatives? Kroger expects more demand for plant-based meats like a vegan roast stuffed with mushrooms and squash. Still going on. Um, Walmart says it plans to carry plenty of whole turkeys, but it will also have 30% more turkey breasts in stores to accommodate shoppers who don't want to cook a whole bird. It's not always easy to pivot. Um, So the turkey farmers and the grocery stores are having a tough time figuring out exactly what we're going to do. Um, smaller birds like quail and game hen, which I'm not a fan of. I know you're saying that's enough on you, Rob. You go away now. Butterball, which sells typically 30% of America's 40 million Thanksgiving turkeys, said it expects more gatherings, but it's not convinced people want smaller turkeys. Wow, that is a misdirection if I ever heard one, right? I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Twitter, Rob Black Show, and YouTube, Rob Black Show.
0: Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
1: Okay, 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 okay. Oftentimes, I'll say I'm not smarter than you. I just work harder than you. I had a business partner once say, You only work two hours a day. I'm like, You're kidding. Um, Because that's what radio looks like. But the amount of prep that you have to do to be smarter than your listener is a lot, in my opinion. So the people who do sports radio, they're not more knowledgeable in sports. They've just been around sports longer for the daytime than you have. You went to work, you work at the DMV, um, they're reading websites. They're you know going to the ballpark. So they have a little bit more inside information. I have a little bit more inside information. I want to tell you something that's gonna work. And I don't really care about Donald Trump Jr. and Biden and Hunter Biden and Giuliani and I'm not stressed about that kind of stuff. I think our country's seen that before. It's truly nasty. And it's bad for our country's brand. But I'm not going to worry about it. I can't control it. As an investor, one of the people I like enormously, Chamath Palihapita. I'm saying that completely wrong. He's a CEO of a company called Social Capital. He's like, I'm going to look at five sectors. His, He's a billionaire. He's hauled in 997% return since 2011. I think in good times and bad times, his track record is going to be more questionable. When we have low interest rates versus um, a lot of IPOs versus no IPOs, things like that could affect him dramatically. I think he's kind of a 21st century Peter Lynch. In the 1970s and 1980s, Peter Lynch became super famous for running the Fidelity Magellan Fund, and he did it in some brilliant ways. His kids would go to the mall and want capri pants from Gap. So he invested in Gap. His kids would say, Hey, um, there's a new restaurant opening up and everyone's going to it. And he would invest in that new restaurant. Um, whether it be like at Applebee's or like things that you're like, really? That makes no sense. Just stay with me for a second. He made a lot of money in Chili's, for instance, as a publicly traded company. So I try to find a 21st century version of him that makes sense to me, that I could kind of follow. Chamath is chairman of Virgin Galactic. He's also part owner of the Golden State Warriors. Um, His investment framework pulls in a ton of cash and cash equivalents that he puts into investments like Slack, Tesla, Amazon, Virgin Galactic, to name a few. I like the way he dissects his outlook. He said in a recent interview, I'm going long growth. And here's the five sectors that I think have long growth. And before I get there, he says companies like Dropbox, Google, Netflix, and Spotify are training consumer bases around the world to delay gratification perversive element that's helping create a deflationary landscape. And his concept there is, wait it out, soon you'll get more for less as technology drives down prices. Okay. Okay. So companies like Dropbox have huge infrastructures. Netflix have huge infrastructures that are very expensive to build, but wait it out. And you're going to get more for less. He talks about the Federal Reserve print, printing, minting. What do you do? Do you say you mint million, trillions or print trillions? He calls that unprecedented. Forecasting the path of interest rates is clearly a fool's errand right now, as the Federal Reserve has said, we're not going to raise interest rates till the end of 2022. That's a long way off. That's another 26 months. He likes e-commerce as one of his favorite sectors. People are going to be buying things. He says it very, very simple. People are going to be buying things. Okay. So they're probably going to be buying things online. So e-commerce consumption will win. That's one sector he thinks has long-term growth. A second one is healthcare. Whether rates are minus five or plus five, people need to care about health care, right? As I get older, I'm going to be taking more medications. Last count, my mom was taking about nine a day, whether it be blood thinners, um, blood sugar things for diabetes, drugs to fight cancer, drugs to fight arthritis. As we age, we're all going to be consuming more health care. Education. We probably want to have a reasonable way to equip ourselves with skills and education. So that's another big category. Now, education not typically thought of, in my mind, as a growth sector. But it sure as heck became one with COVID, right? On top of that, we've heard more and more <clears throat> companies like Google and Facebook go to the federal government and say, you got to open up more visas. We don't have enough educated people in the United States to fill the jobs that we want filled. These people will come to the United States. They're highly educated and they'll pay U.S. taxes. Number four on his list, top five growth segments. Number one was e-commerce. Number two was healthcare. Number three was education. Number four was sustainable energy. He thinks we're going to need to have clean, sustainable energy. In the last three months, I've seen more action on clean energy than I have in the last three years. Newsom saying EV vehicles or hydrogen-powered vehicles by 2035 are the only ones allowed to be sold in California. That doesn't sound so great until I tell you California is the sixth largest country in the world if you were to leave the United States, which more and more people want certain states to leave which I find interesting Um, certainly California deserves different politics than the rest of the United States or certainly they think they deserve different politics is the better way of it Um, and every now and then there's like a, a billionaire that'll come through and try to divide the state into five different states fascinating stuff it's like stuff's in Sci-fi fiction, right? Okay, so back to the billionaire and sector city likes. The fifth one is alternative assets. So that's probably gonna be the, the more difficult one for you to pen into. Because alternative assets tend to have higher cost to get in and out of. Um, he said to go on and start thinking about the whole picture. He doesn't want a dividend. He wants companies to grow and reinvest. Okay. company pays a dividend like an Apple. If they were to ever cut their dividend, they would have extra billions of dollars to buy another company or do something along those lines. I saw uh, an article talking about Apple and how they've set up this great TV product, Apple Plus TV. And they've won for the number of shows that they have on. They've got a, a high percentage of Emmy wins the highest out of any of the companies like Netflix or Amazon, but they don't have that many shows on, right? And one analyst over the weekend was saying, I really want Apple to buy Sony. I really want Apple to buy MGM. One of the studios that can produce big hits for them or big movies or that have a catalog of big movies. I'm not against that idea. Uh, It would certainly create market cap value if we were to see them as not only a hardware company, not only a software company, not only a services company. So hardware, they sell their phones and their AirPods software. They sell, you know, um, in their iTunes store, they get 30% of all the software apps being sold. Then you start getting in services, which they just rolled out. If you get Apple music, you get Apple TV, you get 50 gig storage. Let's say 1999. It's typically $15. If you do it otherwise, or it's $15. It's nineteen ninety nine 99 if you do it on your own. Or 20 You get the idea. They're trying to create a bundled savings. And keep in mind, once you get that backup on Apple, where you're paying for your photos to be backed up, it's tough to get out of it. Because then you have to move them all somewhere else kind of thing. So, but on top of this, the dividend is kind of a negative for Growth. If you think about using that capital in other ways, he gave some examples of what he likes in executives. He wants a quality CEO. He wants to buy a quality business. When I see people approach me, a lot of times they're like, I want to go buy this company that is in China that's going to be the... Amazon or China. I'm like, what do you know about their business? What do you know about their CEO? And those are things you have to become a little bit more intimate with. He doesn't want you looking at the stock price every day. So with that theory, I could buy Zoom and go, everyone's doing it. I do it every day. Um, Corporations are more engaged in it. It's saving corporations' travel budget. He wants you to read the annual report instead of the quarterly report of a company. That's an interesting one. I've never really heard that. I read the quarterly reports and the S reports. Quarterly every 90 days. S reports are material information in between. They just reported earnings yesterday. Now let's take a look at the important filings in the next 80, 85 days. I like that final thought. Read the annual report versus the quarterly report. I have to read the quarterlies and the S's. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
1: Over 94 million ballots have been cast ahead of Election Day. I'm actually kind of proud of America on that. I'm not making a political statement, but it seems like a pretty great country to live in most of the time. And voting is a cool, cool thing that a lot of people in other countries wish they had. Um, in fact, I could tell you that when I traveled overseas as a child and as a young man, I was raised overseas. The one thing that anyone in Spain or Portugal or anywhere in the world... Anyone who was slightly educated, what they knew and they loved about America was our Bill of Rights. They didn't necessarily love Reagan. They didn't necessarily love Carter. They didn't necessarily like Republicans or Democrats. What they loved was our Bill of Rights. The right to vote being one of them. <laughs> the right to have a gun being one of them. The right to choose your religion. Um, good things. So Friday was bad. Today's positive. One of the things I want to throw out there for you, uh, Chicken Littles, The sky is falling. The sky is falling. And I I might be wrong on this, but I'll say this. We had two bad months in a row. September and October bad. That's good in case something goes amuck tomorrow. That takes some of the stress and some of the steam out of the market. So instead of going down 1,200 points in a day, we might go down 120 with chaos. Not sure if you're Picking up what I'm putting down, brother. You know how I like to say brother. <laughs> brother is one of those things that it's not, it wasn't in my lexicon as a child. Growing up overseas, it's referred to people as brothers. Wasn't all that in a bucket of chicken. But um, I never got into, uh, I don't want to call it professional wrestling. The debut. I never got into Hulk Hogan or the Iron Sheik. I think they're genius characters, but I never got into it. The COVID-19 pandemic has shut down sports hardcore. And the WWE is, we all know, is considered a sport. It gets crazy amount of eyeballs from children. And I guess young adults, I, I don't even know their demographics perfectly. But they posted a 19% increase. Are you freaking kidding me? A 19% increase in revenue during COVID? Hold on. Well, I was looking at Netflix, WWE was sneaking up and getting subscribers. Yep. It's where I failed you, my friends. My brothers. The wrestling entertainment company posted an operating income of $63 million, an increase of nearly $57 million. So average paid subscribers for their network up 6% to about 1.6 million. Digital video views increased 3% in the third quarter for a total of 9.2 billion. Hours consumed increased 3% to 342 million. The WWE has recently surpassed 50 billion views on YouTube, making WWE the fifth most YouTube watch channel in the world. Stop and think about that for a second. If you've listened to the show over the last few years, you know I say things like, my children don't even know what ABC or NBC is. Like, if you were to say, hey, put it on NBC, they'd look at you like, what's that mean? If you were to say, go find a YouTube video on WWE, they'd get to it instantly. It's just a different society we're living, a different generation, right? WWE has benefited from production cost savings related to COVID-19. Digital content will continue to perform well. Rating pressures have weighed on the shares. They have a lot of TV shows on. I think they have Monday night raw, Friday night something. I, I'm not quite sure how their lineup happens, but I think they have a Monday and a Friday and maybe even a Thursday. Smackdown's in there somewhere, but and it's really it's kind of interesting because they use the three different platform shows to feed from the bottom up. So they may try a new character um in honor of Kobe Bryant and they call it black Mamba. But in this case, it's going to be a mom and it's a uh, African-American woman. And they'll test her and see if the fans boo, if they love it. Um, they'll say, okay, maybe she could disrupt the champion and maybe she'll be the disruptor that beats the champion five times, but she never holds on the championship for more than a week. It's a heartbreak story. And then when she finally holds on, like they test out their stories through the different channels. It's pretty interesting to me. Um, the company has taken the implementation of the WWE Thunderdome, which is really kind of out of all the sports that are doing cardboard cutouts, and some of them like the NBA did this, you know, weird thing during the playoffs where you saw the fans, they were at home cheering on the couch. What WWE did was they turned it into Tina Turner's Thunderdome from Mad Max. Um, uh, and they've done a really really nice job of it to the point that other sports may want to consider it. Uh, The technology is similar to what was used in the NBA restarted season, but I think the WWE does a better job of it. But give them credit. During times of COVID, you can't have, you know, 18,000 people at an arena. Of which I once got tickets for a girlfriend and her little brother because her brother liked the WWE. I once got tickets to the WWE. True story. I saw Hulk Hogan wrestle the Iron Sheik. I was probably 16 to 21 years old and just trying to get a girl to like me. So I didn't have a puppy, so I went through her her brother. That's all I got to say about that. I'm sticking to that story. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't be shy. Anything you ever want to talk about, we can talk about. Taking a look at the driving force on the market today. A little bit of rebound by the dip activity. Broad-based gains heading into a very eventful week. Manufacturing in the United States increased in September. The news out of China last night, when I went to bed, probably 8.39, I looked overseas to see what was happening. I saw that China had a very good manufacturing report. I was like, that's going to be a plus. And it's hanging in there. Um, can't say it's the best day ever. Clorox. Clorox. Company that makes those Clorox wipes that we couldn't find in March, and April, and May. Um, they had a nice quarter. So stock is up 6% on that news. So what type of investor are you? Are you a wait and see how things go tomorrow? Are you an all-in kind of today with an inkling? I'm kind of apathetic when it comes to getting emotional, so uh, I'm not stressed. The Russell 2000 versus the S&P 500 is giving us a little bit of a tell right now. This looks more technical rebound than new money going to work. In theory, I'm maybe over reading this. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com.
0: Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, 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 death, 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 taxes, taxes, taxes. Those are the things that kind of we can count on, right? Why do I talk death? Because while you live, you have the ability to earn income. When you're dead, you don't earn income. Unless you happen to be one of those super thrifty couples who, well, the wife finds the husband dead in the bed one morning and says, well, let's just bury him in the backyard and keep getting that social security check. Then you're dead and still making money but that doesn't happen very often. And that's evil Rob Black. I have a character in my head that comes up with ways of saving money that's not exactly the coolest or nice. It's like when your neighbor goes on vacation, get a long hose and connect the water to his house and water your lawn that way. It's a joke. Get a big... big, 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 big. And plug into his outside outlet and run your air conditioning on it. Again, a joke. Criminal activity is not funny. But evil Rob Black kind of likes the idea. Another evil Rob Blackism is the idea. um, Which one was this one? Let's see. Evil Rob Black would do stupid stuff like buy cable converters or steal cable from neighbors. Evil Rob Black would do stuff like that. Um, And the only reason I bring up that character is to get you thinking. Like everything truly does have a, a financial approach to it. So let's talk a little bit about the elections. I promise not to do this very often. But who, who's going to be the best candidate for me is how a lot of Americans vote. I know you're saying that's a horrible way to vote. You should vote your social conscience. You should do the right thing. A lot of people say, well, if I have a job, I feel pretty good about it. Wherever you are, I guarantee there's people in other parts of America that don't look like you or have income like you, whether it's more or less. I think we live in a pretty diverse country. Um, Trump and taxes, Trump and Joe Biden obviously are candidates. And even though they have these financial plans, it's going to depend on how the Congress gets voted to. But Trump's taxes, the Trump campaign said it would cut taxes to boost take home pay and to keep jobs in America. Experts think he's going to try to do this by building on the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which was his probably signature legislative piece from the first term. It, the 2017 tax code got overhauled for individuals and businesses. I think the bottom line, if I were to simplify it for everyone who doesn't really care during the regular time of the year, was that it roughly doubled the standard deduction, limited some itemized deductions, like one for state and local taxes. The law cut taxes for Americans across all income groups. Um, but clearly, a lot of the benefit went to the top earners, the richest Americans. About 76% of the estimated $259 billion taxpayers' total savings in 2019 went to those who make over 100000 a year. Keep in mind, the average American makes about $55,000, $58,000 a year. So for this election season, Trump has said, let's get some more tax cut going for that middle class because we kind of didn't work over on it too well for them. He's also proposing cutting the taxes on capital gains, which is at the current rate of 20%. Keep in mind, we went from a tax rate at 15% to 20%. Obama got the health care um, Extra surcharge of 3.8% tax on it. Um, is that legal? Is it not a legal? Supreme Court, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. But for me, that's one that's important. I own a lot of Apple. And if the tax rate for selling a profit, let's say $200,000 profit, is 15%. On $100,000, I would lose $15,000. On selling $100,000 right now, I would lose... if the tax rate goes up I would lose $25,000 so I may say I'm out or I may go ahead and book some gains this year versus waiting for the tax plan to be rehauled next year I would think companies that have had massive runs like Tesla and Apple and Microsoft and Facebook and Google and Netflix you might see some selling pressure if there's a blue sweep It's mega. It's significant. Uh, A lot of the ultra-high net worth people make a great deal of their income through investment income. Now, onto the world of Biden and taxes. I think I summed up Trump's basic ideas. Biden would boost the child tax credit to $3,000 for kids 17 and younger, plus a $600 bonus for children under six. The current credit is $2,000 for kids under 17. This is going to be a controversial statement. A lot of people are poor because they have children or they have too many children. If the average American's making $60,000 a year and they have one kid, the government gives them $2,000. dollars woo Honey, we made a baby. We get $2,000. Um, try to raise a kid for $2,000. <laughs> it's not that much. So boosting it from 2000 to 3000 is a lot, and then boosting how much extra bonus for a child under six when they're very expensive, diapers aren't cheap, um, that would be a plus. For the middle class who having children is a financial burden more so than the high earners, less of a burden. Again, this gets back to real life scenarios where I have an ex-girlfriend who reached out to me a couple of weeks ago and was asking me financial advice. I was like, why don't you ask your fiance?" say, <laughs> but she had a child on a wedlock. and I was like, couple questions. Have you saved anything for retirement? How old are you? How much income do you make? How much do you save? Um, and I went through all these questions. Are you going to get an inheritance? Are you not going to get an inheritance? Is she trying to get to college? No. I was like, oh, you're not going to send your daughter to college. She just can't afford it. I was like, interesting. Um... I was lucky enough that I was raised into a what essentially amounted to a middle class family, maybe slightly higher middle class, upper middle class, and there was expectations we would go to college on loans or grants or scholarships. There was no we're paying for all of you, but there was an expectation that we'd all go to college. Her, nope. And again, why do I bring that up? Because She's probably one of those people who makes 58000 So any extra savings might have led to a life of starting earlier. Is she going to fall through the cracks? No. Nope. Is her daughter going to have as good of opportunity as I did with a college degree? College degrees don't mean a lot to me. College degrees to me mean um, you can get up early and you can stay up late and you can do what a professor asks you to. Unless you get a math and science degree. I think math and science are the way to go, but any degree will say to the world, I can kind of play by the rules. So that's where Biden is looking, helping low and middle income taxpayers and basically charging the wealthy to fund it by increasing the tax rate on people who earn over 400000 from 37% to almost 40, 396 by limiting the amount of itemized deductions for charitable donations and medical costs for wealthy households, by increasing taxes paid on capital goods to 39.6% for those making more than $1 million a year, almost double the current rate of 20%. And that would definitively make the market sell off as people protect 20% taxes. You could sell today and pay 20% or you could sell January whatever the tax plan goes through and pay th- double. Um, you're going to see people protect. It's like, there was a big article in the New York times this weekend, um, where they were interviewing financial workers and they're like, why are you leaving New York city? And they're like, cause I'm going to pay no taxes in Texas. You're like, whoa, but you have to live in Texas. Well, there's some lovely parts to live in Texas. Just throwing it out there. Biden's plan calls for boosting Social Security checks for individuals in many ways. For example, his proposal would raise monthly payments for seniors who've been receiving payments for at least 20 years to protect them against depleted retirement savings. I like the sound of that. I don't want to see a 76-year-old person who's run out of money having to you know, go into a trailer park or give up health care. It's setting the minimum 125% above the poverty level for people who've worked at least 30 years, mostly survivor benefits for widows and widowers would grow by about 20%. My father passed away 25 years ago, roughly. Um, My mom's still alive and my dad had an income then, but that was converted into his uh, military retirement benefit. So she gets about $40,000 a year, which isn't bad, except for the nursing home costs $100,000 a year. Um, so at some point, if she lives another three or four years, she's going to run out of money. And Biden's trying to say, Let, let's give people like that a little bit more. That's out there. Biden would impose Social Security payroll taxes on a higher earners to improve the com- uh, program solvency. Currently, workers pay 6.2% from wages, capped at $137,000 a year. Biden would also apply taxes to earnings over $400,000. Um, it's interesting because $400,000 is a high salary in Oklahoma. A $400,000 salary is your middle class in the Bay Area. I'm not going to say middle class. That's a little offensive. I'll say upper middle class. But you may not be able to afford a home to live in. A lot going on. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more.